Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's Kayla. Candice is shooting right now and we are so excited for her. I know you are dying to know what she's working on, but we are going to let her talk to you about that once she is back on air with us, which don't you worry is very soon. But today we are sitting down with someone who I know and love and having a really raw, candid, awesome conversation about motherhood. And not only just about motherhood, but about what it was like during a pandemic. You guys, this is something that I have struggled with and not necessarily talked a lot about on air. And I'm really excited to have a fellow mother join me in this conversation. Um, I know her experience was different, but also similar. So today I'm going to sit down with Daniela Monet. You guys all know her. She's an actress, singer, YouTuber, and mama of two adorable little kids. You probably know her as Trina Vega on on the Nickelodeon sitcom Victorious. You've seen her on American Dreams, Eight Simple Rules, all kinds of good shows. She and her husband, Andrew, have a podcast as well called Adulting Like a Mother Father. On it, the duo navigate all things adulting, which is in their mind, health, fitness, finances, romance, all while balancing their hustle and a new baby and another one. You can listen along as they chat all things life with experts, celebrities, friends, and their community and more. Their motto is adulting may not be easy, but at least we're all in it together. And that is so true. And that is why I want to sit down with Daniela today, because we are all in this together. And this past year has been difficult for all of us. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Daniela Monet. And we are back with Daniela Monet. Daniela, I am so excited you're here with us today. Thanks, girl. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Um, so I know we have a lot of your fans listening and um, we are both mothers and we want to talk a lot about motherhood and what life was like before and after. Um, but first, I really want to start in the beginning because you had such an interesting childhood growing up. Um, you were thrust into the spotlight. You were Nickelodeon's It Girl for a long time. And that's a lot of pressure to experience at such a young age. How does how did you feel during all of that? What was your childhood like? Because it was just so unconventional. 
Sure. Um, you know, I felt, I felt pretty good. Like looking back, I think I kind of just coasted through a lot of it. Um, Mm. you know, prior to the Nickelodeon days, I had been acting since I was probably about five years old. And I'd say that those years were, if I were to choose, were maybe a little bit more challenging because I was developing just so much throughout like five to 19 is when I essentially started victorious. Um, and so, but ultimately, you know, it was all I knew. So Mm -hmm. I've, I've grown to just sort of accept that it was different in a lot of ways, but also, you know, it brought me to where I am today and I can accept that. Were you one of those kids when you were little, like, mom, I want to be in commercials, like that kind of thing. Or was your mom kind of like, wow, you're really good at this. I should get you into it. I think it was a combination of both. I don't think I really even knew what I was doing in the beginning because I was so young. But if I had a kid like myself, which, you know, TBD, we'll see. (laughs) But if I had a kid like myself, you know, from what I heard is I was just one of those kids that would not shut up and was always trying to perform and always wanted an audience just sounded super obnoxious, to be honest. But my mom was like, maybe we should explore this. And being that I grew up, you know, in LA or right outside of LA, it kind of was like my version of like soccer practice. You know, Mm. I just had auditions or, you know, kids would go on vacation and I'd go shoot a commercial. (laughs) And do you feel like that was something that, so you enjoyed it the whole time because as a mom being in the industry as well, it's something I think about a lot. Um, If, if my child wanted to do it, would I get her into it? And to be completely honest, uh, some days I'm like, yes, absolutely. Like this is what she's meant to do. And other days I'm like, it's so hard Mm -hmm. on your confidence. Is that something I want to do? How do you feel about it? Cause I, I just, it's, it's constant. I change my mind all the time about it. Yeah. And I understand that thought process a lot. Um, so for me, because I had kind of a bumpier journey, I'd say, um, when I was younger, I think I'm leaning towards not, um, for my kids, just because there was a lot of things that I had to learn later on in life and experience later on in life. And I wish I would have had more exposure to, kids my own age and not felt this pressure to, in some ways, like provide. Yeah. And, um, and, and I felt this like, and maybe I was competitive just in nature, but I also feel like you put yourself in a situation where you're constantly trying to win, um, and, and feeling that sense of like failure here and there was probably Mm. a lot for that you know, young of age. Right. That sense of defeat is always constantly lingering because it's just a part of life. It's a part of your everyday when you're in this kind of industry. And I can see how a five or six or seven year old, that would be really hard because while everyone else is deciding, you know, who they're going to have to sleep over, you're trying to memorize lines and trying to, you know, figure out how to uh, yeah, I guess essentially beat out all these other kids. Mm -hmm. And the thing is when you compare doing a commercial to soccer practice, I feel like soccer practice, you are a part of a team, right? And so it's a team sport and you learn how to work together with other kids. And I say this knowing, I mean, I started when I was in high school, so I completely understand I'm there with you. You know, I wasn't a part of a team sport. I was also in the industry. And so it's just a really interesting way to bring someone up and to learn life lessons. Um, And I guess now it's, become a whole other beast because of social media. Mm -hmm. Social media is now this entirely other kind of uh, it's, it's part of the industry, but it's, it's its own industry. And so Candace and I talk about this all the time about how much to share of our kids. Mm. And that is something I have honestly battled with so much. How much of little Poppy do I share? And I remember her first Christmas having her first picture with Santa, which was really special and really cute. And she's adorable in it. Santa's a little creepy. It's kind (laughs) of a creepy Santa. And I don't like in hindsight, I'm like, we maybe should have picked a different Santa, but um, it was at the Grove in LA. It was a great, we booked our appointment. We expected a great Santa and it was kind of a creepy Santa. He was just exhausted probably from all the kids. Um, But I shared that photo publicly and then there was something inside of me that just felt instantly icky. Mm. I just instantly felt like it was such a private moment. Why did I share it? And there was, there's such a balance as a mom of being so proud and wanting to share and then also feeling 
like you want to keep some moments private. And this is something I think you do so well. You have your private moments and then you have your family moments. Um, What were your conversations with your husband leading up to all of this? How did you guys decide how much to share and what to keep private? So interesting you said that because I just had that same icky feeling last night. So I'm not not, um, perfectly about it. Yeah, I don't... If I'm being completely candid, I'm still trying to navigate the social media part of the industry. And I think the way that I justify some of what I share is that if I were to focus more on the acting side of the industry, that would take me away from my family. And I can't wrap my head around it right now. I'm so in it and I don't know that I'm ready. And I don't feel mentally ready to commit to getting back into to acting right now. So I think for me, you know, the fact that I do share my family is one way of supporting ourselves and hopefully building some sort of foundation and platform for them if they elect to use it. Um, just having that option. And if they don't, and they want to just be so far removed from social media or acting or entertainment, like I will support them wholeheartedly. But until then, I just figure it'd be nice to at least help if they choose to use this. I don't know what the future holds for our kids, right? Like this could be an industry standard. If you don't have a following, you may not be able to get your foot in the door anywhere. So I just want to make sure they have something. I don't know. Right. No, I'm not saying I, it's right. Cause it's hard. I shared, you know, a little photo dump yesterday and it just happened to be like a handful of pictures of just my kids. There wasn't much of me or Andrew or anything outside of that. And I felt icky. I was like, they didn't choose for me to show these, you know, and I am mindful about what maybe I show, but still I get it. Yeah. It's a really weird push pull and it's a new environment. It's not something we can get advice from our parents or because they didn't experience this, you know? And so it's just a really interesting part of life to navigate. Um, I feel like life changes so quickly when you become a parent and you and I now, so for our listeners, give the exact (laughs) ages of your kids. So they know exactly where you're at right now. So Gio is 19 months and Ivory is three months. And Gio and my little Poppy um, are similar. I think Poppy is just a month or two older than Gio. um, And they have a little class together, which is really sweet. Um, But you and I experienced a really interesting part of motherhood because our kids were six or seven months when the quarantine hit. And so we were not only first time moms trying to navigate all of that. We were also shut down from any sort of help, uh, whether that be, you know, family support, friends support, uh, mommy groups, any of that. It all turned virtual, if anything, which mm-hmm. we all know a second set of arms would be amazing when you're a first time mom. That was really hard for me. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, how difficult that was and navigating all of that. My husband went back to work. And so I was genuinely just Mm. boom, just mom, only mom shut in the house, like not scared, obviously, of, you know, COVID, especially in those first few months when we had no idea what it was. What was your experience like? Um, Yeah, it's so wild. It almost feels a little like traumatic to even think back to that moment because it was so confusing. I just remember worrying about things that I just never really want to have to worry about. And I, it hurts me to think of people around the world that suffer from like not being able to have the means that they need. Right. And I remember going to the grocery store and thinking like, how am I going to, I was nursing. I'm like, how am I going to feed myself so I can feed my, my son? That was like all I cared about at that point, like basic necessities. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, yeah, the over like arching gloom and doom about what is COVID and, and all of that. So no, I mean, it was, it was crazy and we didn't have any support as well. And it was all very new. And I don't know what else to say other than like, I'm just glad we are mostly through it. <laughs> right. Same. And so, you know, you went through it once um, being a yeah. first time mom and then you've just gone through it or probably still in it right now mm-hmm. because Ivory is so young. Do you feel like the second time around felt easier because you knew what to expect or what was, what was, what was the difference between the two? Yeah, I'd say the one challenge I would definitely say um, was 
that I did not want my time to be pulled away from geo. We are getting into a stride where they hit that age and they're just experiencing so many things for the first time, like very consciously. And the idea that I would at some point have to be pulled away from that to then take care of another newborn was a lot to, um, I guess, comprehend and digest, but for the most part, absolutely easier. The second time couldn't even tell you what it was like to be pregnant. Cause I don't remember it. <laughs> don't remember being pregnant and, um, certainly, um, finding it easier in the newborn stages as well, just because you, they fly by so quickly. And I know that now, like before with Gio, I, I just think, I remember thinking this will never end. This right. is going to be my life forever. Right. And no, every stage is like a blip. That's good to know because we are still, we still only have one. And I was like, oh good, I can ask Daniela about this because <laughs> um, having the decision to have the second, it, I think is hard. And going mm-hmm. from one to two is a huge life change. It was decided for us. So. Oh, copy that. Got it. Okay. <laughs> because to be honest, Gio was a challenging baby. And I think because of the pandemic and just feeling overwhelmed and really wanting to just have some normalcy, Andrew and I were both like Maybe, maybe we aren't ready for a second and who knows if we will even go down that path. And so, and I was someone who grew up wanting six kids. So for me to even wrap my head around the idea of having one, that was a lot, but I think all things considering it was a very wild time and I wasn't going to make a decision like that. Um, you know, because it was just so unique with the pandemic and just, you know, but, um, but yeah, the decision was made for us. We, we had that happy accident and we couldn't imagine our life any other way. (laughs) I love how life's just like laughing. They're just like, ha ha ha. Dude, that quarantine time, there's not much else to do. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you had a great uh, quarantine. Um, (laughs) But I do know I saw one of your YouTube videos where you compared postpartum to quarantine. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective because for those who haven't been through it yet, can you expand on this a little bit for our listeners who haven't yet seen that video of yours? So yeah, postpartum to me feels exactly like quarantine, whether there was a quarantine or not, we would have been probably doing the same thing. You seriously feel like you're the rug below your feet has been ripped out and you're just standing there thinking, how do I even do life? Like what's one foot in front of the other feel like right now? Um, and so we had to like be very conscious about being, you have to be careful bringing your newborn out, right? For Mm. any reason, COVID or anything else, you just want to make sure that they're, they're safe and they're taken care of because their immune systems are, are just not up to par to be around too many people. We learned that the first time with Gio when he was hospitalized at four weeks because we were just dumb and thought, Oh, we're not going to let, you know, life like change too much. Let's like go see family. Let's go see friends. And I'm, I'm sure that's part of the reason why he got sick because one night he just had a crazy fever and we were hospitalized for four days. So learn that lesson. That's so scary, but also very normal to, as a new parent to be like, no, we, we need to get out. I think also very important mm-hmm. to to make that step and get out there in the world so that you do feel some sense of normalcy. Right. In this huge change. So don't beat yourself up about it. That's my only point. Don't. And he's fine. He survived. He's a tough guy. He's good. Yeah. 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 Just naive things at the time. Like I would totally recommend anyone listening who does have a newborn, just at least for the first 30 days, be careful because... If you are hospitalized before 30 days and Gio is hospitalized at 28 days, they have to do a whole workup on them because the risk is so high. So that's what made the experience so much more traumatic because he had to have a spinal tap. They had to do a catheter, which didn't work like three times. And that just in itself, watching your newborn have to have a catheter is awful. They had to draw blood numerous times. They had to put him on an IV for fluids. They had to, I mean, they, they put him on an antibiotic literally on a clock. Like they, he was getting antibiotics and they were, they were giving it to him for no reason other than to prevent what it could possibly be. What it was, was just a little virus that no one really knew of. For all we know, it could have been COVID right? because no one could test that. He did the nasal swab. They didn't test for COVID back then. So it could have been that I'm not sure, but yeah, they basically treat you as if they, they, their worry is that it could be meningitis or something more serious. So they treat you for the worst of the worst. So with Ivory, whether there was a pandemic or not, I just said for the first 30 days, we love you all, but let's just take a breather and let us just like, 
you know, be home and be safe. And then after that, and I'm not kidding on that 30th day, I was like, (laughs) family, here we come. (laughs) So that's for me, like, it it feels like quarantine. Cause then after that, you're just on a schedule. You have nap times, you have feed times, you know, your kids go to bed early. There's a bath time routine. Um, so you're home a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. 
It's all the good stuff your body needs and flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we're back. Did you have the experience I did where I didn't even want to change out of my clothes because I was in quarantine. No one's going to see me. There was no point in showering because no one's going to see me. There was and and it felt so in hindsight, looking back, I wonder if I was depressed because Mm -hmm. it just felt so pointless. And my only goal was just to keep her alive, which which I did. And she's great and happy. But I think it it was just such an intense experience really crazy so intense and it feels so cool to be able to like admit that and know that we aren't in it because yeah i don't think i wanted to admit how intense it was because i didn't know when it was going to be over right but yeah it was i mean i think i think we would all be lying if we didn't admit that there was some form of depression that you know happened to all of us. That's why they call it the baby blues. And it's funny, I went through going, no, I'm fine. I'm doing great. And then now in hindsight, I'm like, no, I don't think I was. I think I was just saying that as a survival mechanism. (laughs) Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I still have like postpartum anxiety, which I didn't know what it was for a while, but I get it now because um, I'm not an anxious person. I don't think, but after having kids, I feel like I am so wrapped up in them and their needs that if anything like takes me off like course a little bit I get so anxious just thinking oh are they going to be okay Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. for me it's more just making sure she sleeps like she she might have such a little party girl poppy some people have heard me talk about this on our podcast but poppy is such a party girl she loves to sleep she'll sleep she's a great sleeper it's just getting her down because if people are over at the house Mm. they have to they have to actually say bye and leave through the front door and she sees them leave and then we're like oh no they left okay let's go to bed and then our friends come back in the door because we (laughs) there's just no (laughs) other way to do it she she if people are here she wants to stay up and hang with everyone which i think will be a great quality in the future. But for right Absolutely. now, mom and dad are like, go to sleep, please. <laughs> no, um, I, I get it. Now, I feel like you and Andrew had such an awesome, full, really cool life before kids. <laughs> Did you feel, and Tanner and I talk about this all the time as well. Did you feel like the adjustment to being parents um, was difficult not it was for us it was yeah it It wasn't fair (laughs) and did you guys have friends at that time who were also not having kids and were doing all this cool stuff and we felt like we were really missing out okay so because I grew up kind of outside of LA and Andrew's not from LA a lot of our friends um aren't in the entertainment industry and so they have this much more traditional life and so we were almost like last to the kid party So it did feel good knowing that there wasn't a ton of FOMO. I'd say the biggest adjustment for both of us was our careers having to work around, you know, having kids. And for both of us, we were both really, really, and we're both still very motivated, but we were very career driven and and nothing really got in the way of anything work related. And now we have two little beings that very much are first. And that's still one of the biggest challenges and biggest adjustments for us. It's funny as entertainers and creators and content creators, I I totally understand that mindset of it's really great to have our job because we can be home with our kids and we have, you know, unconventional hours. So if there's an important something, we can make time for it. But also we have unconventional hours. So you have to make your work time. You have to kind of carve it out of your schedule, which is even more difficult. I know my sister has a normal nine to five. And so she is able, there is no question. She has to work between these hours and I admire it and sometimes am am jealous of it because there is so much structure we don't have that in our careers and I think that makes it really difficult I used to love that about our careers but now with children I think it does make it more difficult Mm -hmm. absolutely because we now have to be our own like ADs, right? Like, I, I told Andrew, I said, man, I miss, the, I miss the days of having a call time. <laughs> you know? right. Like I need to make my own call sheets for my life. So I know when I have my lunch break and, mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm tied up. Like, 
I don't even do my own structure. hair and makeup anymore because <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> right. I get it. It's creating that structure. And I think that's something that uh, we as mothers can hold each other accountable for. I know um, if Candace were here, she would absolutely join in on that and join us in wanting to make sure we hold each other accountable for that. And another thing we discuss all the time, which I'm sure you do uh, feel this in your life as well, is making time for self-care or me time, whatever that means, whether it's reading a book, whether it's literally just laying down in silence. I'm a big silence person. I didn't realize how much I loved silence until I had children. And the quiet is what I need sometimes. And not just necessarily taking a bath and putting a mask on. I think that's what people think of with self-care, mm -hmm. but really just taking time for yourself, whatever that would be. Um, do you have any self-care routines that you swear by? I know you also have Kinder Beauty Box, which is really special. So talk to us about that. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm an advocate for self-care. I don't always do the best job of fitting it into my life. Actually, I've learned now, you know, <laughs> it's changed quite a bit. I think before, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, yeah, I love getting my nails done and like going for a jog or whatever. Now it just fits into like, well, how do I fit a necessity into my life and make it Zen? So for me, it's cooking. Um, because we need to, to eat, um, and to survive. So that is really like my Zen moment. I listen to podcasts. Um, but with kinder beauty, I certainly have everything that I could possibly need for extra self-care. Um, we started the box about two years ago with my partner, Ivana Lynch. And, um, if you're not familiar with her, she was in like the Harry Potter series. So we're both actors and we both grew up in the industry. And, and unfortunately there was just a lot of, products that we didn't, um, want on our body. And we are both vegan advocates and animal activists. So starting a box that made a hundred percent vegan, clean, cruelty-free products available to everyone at an accessible point, uh, price point was like a huge priority for us. And we, we made it happen. We've been around two years. Um, it's been great. I, I absolutely love doing it and curating these boxes and, you know, our subscription base is growing and we have this cool community of just badass, like game changers that care. A, you know, listen, we've got different consumers. We've got ones that like are super ethically driven and they just want to make an impact and they love that we donate back. Um, and then there's the ones that literally just want clean beauty because clean beauty is the most efficient kind of beauty. If you put, you know, chemicals and, and different stuff on your skin, like it actually backfires. It doesn't do the job that it's there to do. Um, and then we have the ones that just like a good deal. So we <laughs> took all the boxes and, um, learned a lot about growing a business specifically through a pandemic. And, um, it's been great. Yeah, it sounds really great. It sounds really, really wonderful. And also for those for those of us that are constantly multitasking, it's nice to just know that that's something you can count on to arrive at your doorstep that can help you out. Sure. Um, I love what you said that your mindset is, you know, trying to create normal household duties, trying to put Zen into your normal household duties. That's something I haven't really thought about. And it changes my mindset completely that, you know, you have to cook. So go ahead and make that Zen or or even something as simple as like folding laundry. I guess you can put a podcast on and try and make it zen. And I love that perspective because the truth is we're going to have to do it anyways. So you might as well make the best of it. Another oh, wow. thing that I think has helped me tremendously to that same point, and I've only just realized this in the last like, I don't even know, maybe a few months is that I actually am my happiest when I take action as soon as I see something that needs action. So for example, a pile of laundry, it will start to overwhelm me. But if I literally walk up to the pile, grab it and like throw it in the washing machine, that instantly makes me feel more Zen and more happy. But when I ignore certain things along the way, like toys on the floor or things on the countertop, I start to get more anxious. And then I start to look for avenues outside of that where I'm like, okay, I need to be out of the house. I need to get, I can't see it. But the problem is, is you'll always come back. It'll always be there. You'll always be the one to take care of it. So for me, action is like the best means of Zen. Mm. 
That's beautiful. Instant action. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's so true. And it's funny you say that. I This morning I woke up and uh, my husband went to work out and I just instantly started to like pick up clean. Mm-hmm. And afterwards I felt so much better. So I think that's something you're helping me realize that's something I do as well. That is just a breath of fresh air after it's done. <laughs> it's so nice. Um, speaking of hustle, I feel like you and Andrew have an amazing podcast. So for Thank those you. listening, um, you guys, there not only is the name so kitschy and fun, it's just so relatable. <laughs> um, it's called Adulting Like a Mother Father. What made you guys want to start a podcast during the busiest time of your life? Well, um, so Andrew is still working full time. So he's an accountant by trade. And then he got into the fintech space where he did sales. Um, And then I got, we were pregnant with Gio and I started already like brainstorming. I thought, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to do, you know, what I'm used to doing, which is acting, auditioning and that sort of thing. What could be another avenue? A, selfishly for, you know, monetary reasons. Yeah. B for creative reasons and C something to really do something that's going to be therapy because these are all new territories for me. Um, and also I've never worked with Andrew. So I grouped him in and I said, Hey, I, in so many words, I was like, we'll work around your work schedule. I'm going to pitch this show. Let's see how it goes. Just trust me on this. He's never prior to adulting. He's never done anything in the social media space or, um, more front facing entertainment. That's not his speed. Was that a hard to convince him then? So what happened was, is when we had Gio, we had kind of a crazy birth experience, like most of them are, and it changed him a lot. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the postpartum feelings that moms go through, but he certainly had some of his own and, and working full time, the hours that he worked, the commute that he had just didn't end up fitting into his new lifestyle. And so having this podcast was actually a really good way to add structure to our lives and give him some sort of purpose and outlet. And I think just it all fell into place. So the fact that I was pitching it on the side prior to him even knowing if it was something he wanted to do, <laughs> it almost like threw him into the reins. And and he is the glue that keeps our podcast together. Mm-hmm. He's so, so good. And he has so much good insight. And I'm just so glad that we're able to offer that for our listeners. Yeah, I listened and it really helped me to be honest. So I feel like you guys um, have a really unique, awesome perspective on and it's very it's just very relatable, which I love because some podcasts you listen to and it's easy to roll your eyes because you're like, well, yeah, I would love it if you know, I could do all that in one day. But you guys um, keep it really grounded. And I really appreciate and respect that about both of you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to go into some quick, rapid mama questions. What do you love most about being a mom? Oh my gosh. Um, Gio's little voice. And I love being able to, um, I love being able to hold ivory on my, in my, on my chest. I forgot what that felt like because Gio's so big and rowdy and all over the place. What do you wish you could change about it? The lack of sleep (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. the lack of any time for anything outside of them. Do you think you'll have more? Oh my gosh. Um, if you would have asked me two weeks after having ivory, I would have said, absolutely. Yes, this is bliss. <laughs> now all I want is to get my groove back. So right. not at the moment. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of young listeners listening, um, that love our podcast. And, um, every time they come up to us on the street and tell us about how they listen to the podcast, a lot of them come up to us and talk about wanting to become moms and they love hearing our stories about it. Um, for those younger listeners, what advice do you have for them? Oh my goodness. My honest advice is to go into it incredibly conscious. Um, don't rush into anything. I was one of those people who always knew I wanted to be a mom, but um, I think I'm glad I waited until when I did because there was so much life that I got to explore so many lessons, so many adventures. And I'm going to be straight up. Like, it's just not the same after you have kids, even if you were to have adventures and, and all these new experiences, they are so different because your mind is always going to put your kids first rather than yourself. So be a little selfish before, before you're ready. That's such great advice. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom does 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I know a lot of our listeners talk to us also about getting into the industry and acting and all of that. So um, what advice can you give them in that regard? Um, Okay. So, you know, something that I'm glad that I did was utilize the opportunities I had right in front of my eyes, like at school, you know, different drama classes, choir, dance, um, just to get it into my body and see if it was something I was really interested in. Um, so I would, I would advise that people try that nowadays, there's social media. So, you know, you could always go down that path as well. The, the actual acting and entertainment side, I have a hard time giving real advice on, I'll be honest. I really do because I don't know if I wish the process on anyone. I completely understand what you're saying. I, even when people ask that advice, uh, of me, I don't quite know how to put it. And I think what I, typically say and wholeheartedly believe is that if you feel like there is nothing else you can do, that you have to do this, that it is your dream, that every cell in your body is vibrating and needing to do this, then you do it. But only then, because it does affect your sense of self. It affects your confidence. It weirdly makes you compete at a very yeah. young age. And it's it's just not necessarily healthy because you do sit in a room with people who look exactly like you and you don't feel unique. You, there's, mm-hmm. there, you, you lose the sense of individualism that everyone should always feel. And I think to grow up that way would be really difficult. So um, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe starting this journey, if it's something you have to do later in life, when you know yourself more, when you know who you are more, so that you can bounce back from defeat quicker. Sure. I think on a practical level to add to that is that it's just not reliable income. Mm. Um, and I think that that's the misconception is people see so many of these success stories, but behind every success story is, I mean, if there's lows and highs and everything in between that, even if they were, you know, comfortable and let's just say comfortable and they could afford their lifestyle, is it worth some of the, the, <laughs> the hit, the turns and the roller coaster they had to right. ride to get there? I don't know, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, on that note, Gio is obsessed with the song Lonely by Justin Bieber. And I just started to really listen to the actual words that he was saying about his childhood and feeling lonely and, and all the success in this that he's had, but just having no one to really know who he is and turn to. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. Now, now I know what song I'm listening to after this episode. <laughs> it, it, might, it might hit differently now. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Um, Daniela, I know everyone's going to want to uh, check you out on socials after this. So where can we find you? Or oh, can thank they find you. you. Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram at Daniela Monet or follow our podcast at Adulting Like AMF. Um, Andrew's on Instagram. You'll see it all through mine, but we would just love any of your support. Um, I try to keep it pretty real. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we love about you. Thanks for keeping it real with us today. Um, And yeah, we just loved this episode and talking all things motherhood with you. Thanks for coming. I love being here. I'll see you later (laughs) at at my house. You know, after my conversation with Daniela, I'm realizing how many parallels that there have been in our lives from acting at a young age and experiencing, you know, what we talked about so in depth, the feeling of competition and not not really feeling worthy enough in our lives and how that has affected us. And then in turn, how that affects our perspective of our children and wanting or not wanting them to join the industry. And I don't, I'm really interested to know how you guys feel about how much to share on social media. And if you're a mom, if you're not a mom, what is your perspective on all of that? Because it is really interesting. And people I know, love and respect have completely different opinions on this. I know people who are wildly successful and share nothing about their children. And I know people who are wildly successful and share everything about their children. I did have a conversation with someone whose name I'll keep private um, because I don't know if they want me to share this, but um, they were discussing how their eight-year-old daughter did not want them to post any photos of them on social media at all and asked if they could go back and delete every single photo that they've ever posted. And that really hit me because if Poppy chooses to be, chooses that, I respect it completely, but I'll have felt really guilty for posting all of these images and videos of her. And I know you guys have heard Candace and I touch on this before, um, but it's a conversation we have a lot off the mic as well, trying to figure out and and navigate what is right and what is wrong. And the truth is, sometimes it feels like it's okay. And other times it really feels like it's not. And this is not a topic that we take lightly. And I know the internet also does not take this topic lightly. And people have all kinds of opinions about it. And I don't know what what is the right way to go. But either way, it's something that we're learning. It's a process. And that is why we do this podcast to have these conversations with other people and learn and grow. And just to get advice from someone else to sit down with Daniela, who I know and love and respect and feel like, you know, we're in this together. This was such a wonderful therapeutic episode for me. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And I understand some of our listeners are not mamas yet. And if that's not something you want to do in your life, I just have to say that is fine, too. Um, Don't feel pressured to have to do something you don't want to do just because you hear us talking about it. It is such a huge life decision and it does change everything. I did look up and read the lyrics to Justin Bieber's Lonely. And I have to be honest, it really is hitting me differently. I want to read a few of these aloud to you and let me know what you think. Maybe some of you already know these lyrics by heart, probably a lot of you, but just humor me and Daniela for a minute. Okay, thanks. Um, There's a part that says. What if you had it all, but nobody to call? Maybe then you'd know me because I've had everything, but no one's listening. And that's just lonely. And that part is so sad. And then there's another part at the end that says. And maybe that's the price you pay for the money and the fame at an early age. And everybody saw me sick and it felt like no one gave a shit. They criticized the things I did as an idiot kid. (sighs) I mean, these lyrics are poignant and extremely sad. And it just shows how isolating it is to, quote unquote, have it all. The success, the fame, the fortune. And no parent wants their child to feel this way. I mean, no one wants anyone to feel this way. So 
I guess it really brings it back to the fact that this sounds so cheesy. I know, but sometimes I like cheesy and it is a common saying for a reason. Finding happiness is the true success in life. Always. Right? I think so. So thanks for joining us on this journey. We are so happy that you are here, that we are all in this together, and we don't have to feel so lonely as we're learning and growing through life. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And um, we have another great episode for you coming up next week. And don't worry, I promise we will have Candace coming on soon to tell you all about her job. I know you're on pins and needles. Um, we love you so much. And we're so grateful to our Directionally Challenged family. As a reminder, you can go on to Apple Podcast and rate and review our podcast. We do read them all. We have a fantastic review from Hal. And it says, love, love, love. I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast that was so educational yet fun. Candace and Kayla speak on so many important topics that just aren't spoken about enough, but they only ever speak kindly, honestly, and with background information. Also, are they not the cutest people ever? Oh my gosh, how? That's the nicest thing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we have another great one from Soccer Star 91 it says, I'm so grateful Candace and Kayla put they're all in this podcast. I was introduced to them like many others during high school on TVD and felt like I grew up with them and their characters. I love how as more mature adults, not only do they offer sound and helpful advice and conversations, but they offer a fun and playful vibe that makes me feel like I'm experiencing all my teen firsts again. Wow, that's really fun. Thank you, Soccer Star 91. We have one great review from Sheila. It says, I started listening to this podcast this year, and I don't know what I would have done if I didn't. I'm a teenager, and this podcast has helped me so much. I love Candace and Kayla, and they talk about everything from society, anxiety, pregnancy, careers, etc. They also have amazing guests like Claire Holt, Nina Dobrev, Paul Wesley, Michael Trevino. They are always so open and give great advice. Sheila, we're so glad to hear that, and we are so glad to continue to create such great episodes for you guys. And here's another great one from Uni Pups. She says, I love this. This is the only podcast I listen to. It's the best. Me and my friends always listen to it while doing school and I listen to it while doing makeup. Ooh, I love that. We have another great one from KGN FJF. They say, love it. I love these because I love Candace and Kayla and I love to hear people talking like if I'm there. It's very nice to hear or to hear facts about different things. And I love how different guests are on these. We have another awesome review from Morgan Higg. Morgan, thank you. She says, came across this when I saw it on Candace's Instagram page and become obsessed, even though they are in their 30s and I'm 21. I feel like I can relate a lot to them and feel heard as a woman and things we go through. I would definitely recommend this to friends and family looking for a new podcast. Thank you, guys. We are so grateful and we love reading your reviews. So please go to Apple Podcasts. Do us a favor. Make sure you rate and review and we can read your reviews on air. Thanks for joining us again for another great episode of Directionally Challenged. We'll see you next week. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Producer, Melissa DeMonts. Edited by Katrina Henning. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with Acast.